knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And how's everybody doing? Uh, you've joined us for another edition of the program, and we thank you for that. Of course, Poker Action Line runs every week. We tape the show usually on Wednesday nights here in South Florida, and we're doing so once again here on a Wednesday night. So uh, look forward to a bunch of stuff tonight. Uh, I was up at Palm Beach Kennel Club over the weekend as the uh, events finished up on uh, Monday, and... Uh, Certainly a lot of good tournaments, Joe, up there. Always they run a fine tournament up there. A bunch of people from the uh, World Series come in to help out. Uh, saw your good friend Will Herrera, uh, Noah Carbone, Tim Wright, all the guys up there. And uh, the place was absolutely jammed. Uh, a lot of stuff happening there. <laughs> Every time they run one of these circuit events, that place is <laughs> filled to capacity. Uh, last Monday, a week ago from Monday, I played in the uh, PLO 8 tournament. And uh didn't fare all that well, but, uh, you know, uh, had a good time, and yeah. it was fun. Learned a few more things. Sometimes that's usual. all that matters, Big Dave. M- made it all the way through the tournament without uh, getting penalized in orbit. <laughs> uh, so that's a first. Yeah, that's a exactly. First. That's and, a first. of course, we mentioned uh, last week that uh, Lonnie Harwood won event number two, and we talked about that. Uh, of course, the other uh, bracelet events went through. I also mentioned last week that Carlos Loving won a bracelet. And Carlos finished second in a same event on the same day. He was in event three and event five. He wins event five, uh, taking home fifteen thousand. Uh, the, the winners of the tournaments, uh, I would say, not too many real recognizable names until it got to the latter part of the event. Uh, but event ten was won by Peter Vittantonio, who won the main event uh, in the past in two thousand fifteen. A uh, good player that uh, made a good showing there. 41000 for winning the 1125 uh, No Limit Hold'em event, event 10. Uh, the main event uh, finished up. Uh, that was event 11. And uh, the winner in that one was Raminder Singh from Delray Beach. A good local player that we've uh, heard a lot of uh, in the past. In fact, has uh, over the last year has three six-figure caches. So uh, pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, he was the winner of the uh, main event here, winning 168995 Uh Steven Stout from Milford, Michigan was second. Jesus Cabrera from Atlanta was third. Uh, people coming in from all over the country and doing well in this event. William Kopp was fourth. Uh, local player, Sam Panzica, who was originally from Michigan also, uh, finished in fifth place. Dave Berman was, uh, David Berman was sixth, not our David Berman, our good friend from the aisle, uh, who I thought it was when I saw his name in the <laughs> chip counts. I got in there and I said, where's Berman? And he goes, uh, I think he's over on the table. I looked over and it wasn't the same guy. It wasn't so. the same David Berman. Especially since uh, I couldn't see, I first looked for uh, the Dave Berman we know and uh, looked around at every table and didn't see him. And I said, what, he get knocked out already? He was like in fifth place going into day two. And uh turns out this guy is from uh, Solon, Ohio, and he finished in sixth. Eric Bunch was seventh, Daniel Letts eighth, and Peter Vincentonio did make the final table and finished in ninth place. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this event in just a second, but I did also want to mention that the final event was event 12, and that was won by Maurice Hawkins, who uh, won the main event uh, back in November at the uh, circuit stop. 
So he uh, wins his ninth circuit ring, which is just an unbelievable accomplishment. Uh, tied for the lead of all time uh, with uh, uh, Masik, uh, Alexandru Masik. But uh, this is his ninth ring. Can you imagine winning that many tournaments over the course of the year? Yeah, I could imagine it. I just uh, haven't been able to do that. But, uh, no, that's an impressive number that Maurice has put up. And, uh, you know, he's been having a hell of a last year. You know, then he went back-to-back tournaments uh, earlier, you know, in in 2016. Then he went back-to-back weeks where he won tournaments. Uh, You know, he's been playing outstanding poker. And... um, as as they said in one of his things, he's I guess he's he's looking to step up to play with the with the real big boys uh, now and yeah I would looking say. for somebody to to back him up absolutely and uh, one of the comments of the story that Dan Katz wrote about the tournament was that uh, he's a talker at the table to put it lightly he's the kind of guy that would be perfectly cast as a character in a poker movie <laughs> so if, if they ever make remake Rounders which uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen now by the way there's been a talk over the last couple of years, and I, uh, I actually, I don't know, did I mention this last week? I heard uh, uh, the, one of the directors, uh, Brian Koppelman, uh, who directed Rounders with David Levine uh, years ago, uh, and they've gone on to do a bunch of things. In fact, they're doing this new show, Billions, that's on uh, Showtime, which is a really good show, right. with Damian Lewis and, uh, uh, I forget the other name of the actor, but uh, he was the one that was in that wine movie. <laughs> <laughs> the wine right movie. What was that? Was that? You're movie? talking about the. the it won, son, won an Oscar, yeah, I think. Yeah, you're talking about the the son of uh, Bart Giamatti. Yeah, Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. That's there it. You, Paul Giamatti. The Giamatti and uh, Lewis are in this show called Billions, which is supposed to be fantastic. I I saw it on the plane once, but uh, uh, I haven't really followed the series. But that, that's what these guys are doing now, and they're so busy with that that uh, Koppelman was on with Bill Simmons last week, and I listened to Simmons podcasts uh, from time to time and he said that uh, two years ago it had a good chance of being remade he said but right now at this very moment uh, it does not look good so it's too bad you know it is it is they uh i think the time for that rounders movie would have been a, a few years ago actually you know when you had that explosion of poker and and everything else and uh like I said, Big Dave, poker, poker when it's staged <laughs> and when it's shown for, uh, six months later on TV just isn't as interesting. So uh, maybe Rounders is good that it's just a one-time movie. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but anyway, Maurice Hawkins, congratulations to him. His third uh, main event, circuit main event, uh, uh, was won this year. He won the one in November, and then he won, like, as you mentioned, back-to-back early in the year. One was at Council Bluffs. Uh, by the way, but uh, uh, he has now uh, been one of three people who have uh, won three uh, circuit main events in the same calendar year, including Blair Hinkle and Chris Ferguson. So uh, certainly uh, congratulations to him. I do want to go back to Raminder Singh, who uh, had a great tournament, 524 entries in this uh, tourney. And I was there on Sunday when they played down to the money. Uh, Jerry Wong, Steve Karp uh, made the money. Uh, they were both uh, playing very well. David, or uh, I'm sorry, David Prosiak, uh, Ian O'Hara, uh, a lot of big name South Florida players. Stephen McCoy, 
and uh, these guys all did very well. But uh, when it got right down to it, uh, it was the winner was Singh, who uh, eliminated several of the last people and, and really took advantage in this event. Well, let me tell you, sometimes that's exactly how it goes. You just you get on a roll. I, I, I saw it when I was representing the, 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 the other poker tournament that we don't talk about anymore. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you get on one of those heaters and you just start knocking yeah. people out left and right. Well, that was his quote. He said, I just started getting good hands at the right time. It was a good run and it feels terrific. Uh, he knocked out uh, Jesus Cabrera in third place with Kings against Ace-Queen. And then... Um, the final hand, he had uh, Jack-10 offsuit stout, had King-6, but a 10 came on the flop, and then another on the turn. So uh, that put it away for, for Singh. So he gets the win, uh, 168000 plus, and uh, another great event that uh, really was uh, well run again and just absolutely packed. Uh, really kind of is the kickoff of our, traditionally of our uh, season here in South Florida. Uh, it seems like now there's one every three weeks. There's a huge tournament somehow. Yeah, or another, well, but. you know, the Hard Rock has stepped up to to constantly throw them, and then you've got Coconut Creek throwing some tournaments. So, yeah, now it used to be that, and then we'd have in April it would be the Hard Rock when they first started getting involved and everything leading up into the start of the World Series of Poker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the players I did get a chance to talk to, and it's a guy that I've wanted to talk to uh, in the past, uh, kind of... Uh, Made a lot of people angry about a year ago, back in January, at an event at the Hard Rock. It was a WPT Deep Stacks. Uh, he won a tournament. He's from Toronto. His name is Solomon Ponte. And uh, he did an interview with Jeannie Deeb that, of course, was all over YouTube. And came off as a really cocky, confident, overconfident in a lot of people's mind. Uh, but it made a lot of people angry. In fact, I got a couple of tweets here. Uh, with the show of people that said, this is going to make you sick, but this is the guy's interview. So he basically just said, you know, I, I, would, I knew I was the best player there. And, and, and a lot of things that people found fault with was the fact that that was his first major cash in a tournament. And he uh, gave himself the nickname, the, the Hashtag King. <laughs> and uh, come to find out that uh, he had only been on Twitter and only found out about Twitter like maybe six months before that. So uh, while well, everyone else has been on there for years and years, uh, he's a confident guy, and I guess that's an important part. And, and talking with him, he's really a nice guy, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, he kind of had that little plan that he was going to make a splash in a big way. And, and and that's how you get popular sometimes and get attention. And, and get we attention. saw what happened with Kasuf. Yeah, exactly. And you get invited to a lot of different things, whether it's for good reason or bad reason. You get invited because people either want to see you there in your style of play or people want to hand you your, your butt on, on a platter. So. Right. So whatever it is, he's getting paid for it. So, you know. I'm sure this is completely orchestrated and by I'm sure, him. I'm sure he has in his mind. He's done very well over the past year, and I'm sure he's looking uh, to make this a business, uh, get sponsored, and uh, that's how you get attention. Uh, people that tweet a lot, people that uh, uh, you know do something outrageous to catch people's attention. If you're just uh, like most of the people, in, let's face it, most of the people in, in poker are pretty boring, never really say too many interesting things. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I, and uh, coming away from the experience, uh, he's a really nice guy. Oh, well, there you heard it from my partner, folks. He's actually a nice guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's Solomon Ponte. He's from uh, Toronto. And uh, got a chance to speak with him. He was the chip leader going into day two. Uh, had a big lead, 392,000 chips. 
which was uh, 88,000 more than his closest competitor. So he had a big lead. Uh, eventually, he's kind of slipped away, and uh, uh, I have to look and see exactly where he finished, but I think it was around in the top 20. So uh, anyway, I had a chance to talk with Solomon Ponte during one of the breaks at the tournament this weekend. Uh, I'm with Solomon Ponte, uh, chip leader going into day two today here at the Palm Beach Kennel Club for the main event of uh, the World Series Poker Circuit event. And uh, I've been wanting to interview you for a long time. Obviously, last January you made a big splash when you won the WPT Deep Stacks and uh, did a couple interviews. And uh, I guess with uh, Jeannie Deeb was the one that carried on uh, YouTube, and everybody has seen that. Uh, offended a lot of people. I mean, you obviously have a lot of confidence. Some people will just say brutally cocky and that sort of thing. What was the reaction uh, now here in the past? And then when you look back a year later, uh, any regrets and the things you said? Um, honestly, I have no regrets in life. Uh, I did that interview purely for, like, jokes because I thought it would be hilarious because, honestly, I've been watching poker, playing poker for, like, 11, 12 years of my life. And every interview I see, it's just, like, so, so boring. And I thought, okay, like, I want all this money, like, 400000 almost USD. And I'm like, I'm going to do a crazy interview and see, see where it goes. I didn't expect it to go, like, that viral. Like, Big.com called me the biggest huge bank professional poker. <laughs> ESPN, they, like, did, like, a radio thing on me. Then they, like, endorsed me like crazy. Like, they, they loved me. I was in, like, a, a poker magazine. I was in a bunch of radio stations. Um, it was crazy. Like I didn't, I didn't think it'd go that far. I just did it just because I thought it'd be funny to like do something different. I ended up going viral. A lot of people hated me because of it. At the end of the day, I am who I am. And if you hate me, then whatever. I was gonna say, haters gonna hate. Was it out of character at all, or just the heat of the moment, um, or uh, well, yeah, the, the, are you glad you did it that way? I mean, I wouldn't take it back because I think it's hilarious the way I did it. And like, a would lot you of do it again though? Would I do it again? If I win, if I win this and they ask me for an interview, I'd, uh, I'd probably do it again, yeah. Okay. Um, is that the way I am as a person? No. Uh, with me, it's like I'm like very nice to people, and I would never start a fight with anyone. But if you start a fight with me, like you're done. So off the record, you're a, you're a nice guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. You could you could ask like all the almost all the players here that know me like on a personal level. Like, they'll tell you, like, I'm a super nice guy until, like, you start doing something bad to me. I think one of the people, one of the things people had against you was that was really your first big score. It wasn't like you'd done it for years. They said, who is this guy? He has no, uh, no uh, track record to be able to say those kind of things. But, I mean, obviously, uh, it can work really in your favor to getting publicity, which can be very beneficial. We saw it happen with William Kasuf this summer. Exactly. He, he just happened to do it on a much larger scale, which is... WSOP, which is on ESPN, whereas WPT Deep Stacks isn't as big, right? But uh, with me, in terms of like, yeah, I've been playing poker for 11, 12 years, and I've been playing mainly cash games because I also, I've been in school for like eight, nine years of my life to get my CPA designation, so I couldn't have the freedom to travel the world while I was in school because one, my parents always wanted me to get an education, and I always wanted to get an education, so I thought okay, once I get my CPA, I can do whatever I want with my life, and if I ever screw up, I can just fall back on that. So What's happened to you in the past year? Uh, it was last January, I guess, that you won that, so it's been about 13 months. Uh, in the last year, how have you uh, fared? Honestly, the last year, honestly, has been, like, amazing for me. Like, I've done a lot of traveling. I've been working on my, on my accounting business. Um, 
Also, what's crazy is that so uh, so last year I wanted around January 18th, January 20th. I forget the exact date. And then this year I, I went back to play that tournament again. I came in like 83rd, whatever. Could have won it, but I got unlucky. But literally, so the day that the tournament finished, I was at the Hard Rock, and I made like 300,000 US in blackjack. Like it was the craziest thing ever. I took two thousand dollars and brought it up to like a quarter million, and then wow. I made some more. Like it was literally insane. At those tables at the Hard Rock? Yeah, in, in the in the in the high limit room, and literally like, I if you think about it, I made more money playing blackjack than I did in the <laughs> tournament because in the tournament they taxed me and they withheld right. some funds. And as of right now, I haven't gotten back. But when I get it back, obviously the tournament will, will be bigger. It's almost like who needs poker, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, like blackjack is. I don't know how to count cards. I just like press, 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 and I know long run, it's not a beneficial game. So I made my money. I'll probably just get out and focus more on poker because I like it a lot better. Well, you're not a full time professional. You have a CPA job, is that correct? Uh, so you play poker part time? I have a CPA firm, uh, so I'm busy like doing tax season with that. But when it's not tax season, I play a lot of poker. I travel a lot. I try to travel where there's like a poker event so that I can play poker and enjoy like the weather. Um, but yeah, I try. I don't. I don't know if I'm full time, full time professional poker player, but I don't know. Some people would say I am. Some people would say I'm not. Lately, I've been playing a lot more poker than I have been doing accounting. But tax season's coming up, so I'm gonna be more busy with that. I, I, I know that uh, you've taken a few hits to your stack today just to, to finish up because I know you got to get back to play. Yeah, Are you going to win this one today? I'll definitely win it. So I, I took a couple of hits. <laughs> but now, now, literally two hands ago, now I'm back up to over my starting stack for day two. So I think I might even still be in first place again. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to win it. And uh, is the confidence thing uh, kind of drive you? I mean, you do you do it to psych yourself up and play better poker? Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, like, you got to be confident. People will take you more seriously. People will fear you. And it's literally been working. Like, I was playing yesterday. I bought in two hours late. Like, right away, I was chip leader. I never lost a chip lead once. And people just feared me. Like, it was, it was, it was amazing. Okay. I know you got to get back, so good luck. Thank you. Confidence remained, but uh, didn't turn all out all that well this time. I, I did look up how he finished. He was 39th in this tournament. Uh, out of how many? Out of, uh, let's see, the total field was uh, 524. Well, that's still impressive. Yeah, he cashed. The top 54 cashed. He uh, finished 39th. So he took home uh, $3,293 for the 1675 buy and doubled his money. But I'm sure he was looking for much better than that. Uh, just to uh, mention, uh, Ian O'Hara finished uh, 27th. Steve Carp was 28th, and Philip Wee, the boyfriend of uh, Lonnie Harwood, finished 29th. So uh, a lot of well-known players, and uh, it was enjoyable. And uh, uh, a good tournament as well. Congratulations to the guys uh, from uh, West Palm Beach for putting on another great event. They've just been doing this year after year ever since the first one. And, uh, you know, a lot of credit has to go to Noah because he's had different tournament directors up there. But uh, Noah seems to get the right people in the right job and... uh, they just do an outstanding job. I mean, yeah. I still remember how well organized that was when we were up there a couple of years ago. When I was up there, I should say, so you were there this year. But, um, you know, congratulations to the Palm Beach Kennel Club and to Noah on, uh, on another successful WSOP circuit event. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also congratulations to Raminder Singh, the champion of the main event, and to Maurice Hawkins, winner of Event 12. Uh, the circuit moves on. Uh, they will now... Uh, uh, play at the Rio. They're out in Vegas and uh, first time back at the Rio in many years, but uh, 
big event uh, getting underway. I think it just started, and uh, we'll uh, give you some more results on that one next week. So uh, certainly, uh, you know, they, the, the, the series is underway out in Vegas, but certainly, uh, you know, when you're on the circuit and you go from South Florida to, to Las Vegas in the middle of uh, February, it's just beautiful, and uh, what a great life it is for these guys. Yeah, well, that, that's until they have to head somewhere like Minnesota in February or January. <laughs> then all of a sudden, just getting to your car uh, is brutally cold. But yeah. yeah, I don't know, Dave. I I, I think uh, one town just blends into another when you're doing these circuit events, Probably one so. after the other. You know, it's just you, you're living in a suitcase practically. Yeah, that's for sure. They are in event number six playing today. Uh, also, event number seven, the PLO event out in uh, Las Vegas. So we'll keep an eye on some of that stuff. Uh, meanwhile, the WPT got underway at Fallsview today. Uh, the tournament uh, started today. Uh, 445 players entered thus far, uh, which is up from last year's 428. They've gone up like the last four years. That's a tournament that Anthony Zeno won in the past. And they are playing day one there and uh, still taking entries until uh, level 10, the start of level 10. I think they're in level 8 right now. So uh, that's the one we'll be watching now. And then immediately after that finishes, anybody that wants to get out to the main event in Los Angeles, the L.A. Poker Classic gets started on uh, on Saturday. So uh, that will be a couple of things we'll be covering next week for sure. Anyway, uh, let's take a break here on the program. Uh, we did talk with one other player that I want to run an interview with him, T.J. Schulman, who joined us earlier in the year. Uh, he had uh, some contact with the state of Florida uh, and was one of the so-called whistleblowers of the event there that where they had a scandal at the chip counts and there was some stealing going on, heads rolled and, and some of that. But we've had T.J. on the show before, but he won a ring back in November at the... Uh, uh, the Kennel Club, so uh, he's been a great player from South Florida. He's from Boynton Beach, and uh, we'll talk with uh, TJ when we come back and uh, play the interview that I talked with him out there. Interesting guy and uh, fun to talk to. So, uh, But let's take a break here on the program. We'll talk to you about Gulfstream Park, which is in the middle of their uh, racing season and stuff going on over there in their poker room, which is located in the back of the first floor casino, the Finish Line Casino. Uh, which is just off the breezeway in South Florida, in uh, Hallandale Beach, of course. 901 South Federal Highway is the address. And uh, you can check out all the action over there on a daily basis, uh, open 24 hours on the weekends, uh, open uh, 19 hours uh, the other five days of the week. Close at 4 a.m. and get back open again at 9. So a lot of stuff going on over there, lots of specials. They have a spin-the-wheel promotion for high hands. And you can win up to $1,500 on that. Also, uh, Royal Flush giveaway uh, is $1,000 at certain times of the day. If you want all the information on what they're promoting right now or about their loyalty program, which is great, where you can uh, earn Gulfstream swag, uh, free play at the slot machines, and several other things. It's just one of those uh, great promotional places because of the horse track where there's a lot of things to do and a lot of fun. Uh, if you want information, give them a call at 954-457-6336. 954-457-6336. Hallandale Beach is located in the southern part of Broward County. It is east of I-95 in between 95 and the beaches on the corner of Federal Highway and Hallandale Beach Boulevard. So check it out. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Boker Action Line. 
This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Go, Caleb! Come on, hit a homer, Jesse. Let's go, guys. Hey, did you guys know that kids who play sports earn more money when they grow up? Of course. I, I knew that. Hey, did you guys know that kids who read books have a bigger vocabulary? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow, jinx. <laughs> did you guys know that friendly children have more friends? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's true. I knew that. Did you guys know that winter babies are better at music? Everyone knows that. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? Pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. obvious. Oh, hey, guys, did you know that most people think they're using the right car seat for their kid, but they're not? Huh, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure I knew that. I'm pretty sure you didn't. Parents who really know it all know for sure that their child is in the right car seat at the right age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat to make sure your child is protected. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe in the studio. And uh, by the way, I, I should get some information about uh, the American Poker Awards. That is tomorrow night as we tape the show here on yeah. Wednesday. So it's Thursday night. For yeah, Tony. Award. I saw a tweet that Tony was headed out with Bill Mason. And the uh, Seminole Hard Rock was up for a couple of uh, things. Uh, we we read you all the... Uh, the uh, Nominees uh, the last couple of weeks, and uh, we'll cover that uh, a little bit later on if we if we get time. Uh, but it is tomorrow night out in Beverly Hills, California, and uh, they will be giving out those awards this year. I expect that uh, the Hard Rock will win something in one way or another. Tony Burns, uh, one of the uh, uh, administrative uh, people of the year, along with his good buddy uh, Matt Savage. And uh, Jack Effel is also one of the nominees for that. So uh, not going to be easy for Tony to win. He's fairly new on the scene as far as national scope goes. But uh, he's number one in our hearts. Yeah, and not only that, hey, it's it's nice that he's only been on this job, what, a couple of years now maybe? Yeah. And it's getting been, nominated uh, right about away. About a year and a half now. About a year and a half. So yeah. it hasn't even been two years. So congratulations to Tony. Good yeah. luck. And hopefully he'll bring the award home. And we'll hopefully get him back on the show after I told him after he wins. Uh, even if I have to set up a list of questions ahead of time, which is one of the things that keeps people from the Hard Rock from coming on the show more often. It's uh, uh, got to go through a lot of uh, red tape channels to get them on the air. But uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I've earned the trust over the years, and they know that I'm not going to embarrass them on the air and know that some people that do shows, uh, you know, whether it's a conservative or a liberal talk host on uh, politics, they like to, uh, they call it good theater when they embarrass the guest. And uh, uh, actually, our 
almost happy when they when they walk off the show, you know, because it makes them feel strong and powerful. It's certainly not been my style over the years, as uh, I've been in the PR business for for three decades, and uh, you know, like to put the best construction on everything. And certainly, uh, you know, poker I feel so strongly about, uh, and I always emphasize the good things in poker. There are bad things, but yeah, uh, and we've had to report on some, of, of, course, that. Even, of course, even with some good friends, uh, you know, who just recently went through. You know, are still going through that hard stuff at the PPC, and you know, we've reported the good with them, and now we've had to report the bad. Exactly, and we have no new uh, news. That's why we haven't talked about any of that. Uh, but uh, uh, as soon as uh, a lot of that news comes out, whether it will go to some sort of legal action, uh, whether players get paid back, or um, you know, they're somehow able to survive, who knows what's going to happen with the uh, PPC? But. Uh, certainly, we will report on that when we get any news. We just have nothing on it right now. Uh, also, uh, Hylia Park went through uh, one of these things. You worked for many years at Miami Hi-Li, and uh, while Hylia Park was closed for years, they did come up with a poker room, and, and we know that uh, a guy that you worked with, the Nelson Costa, was in charge there. And, and that I made manager, that I helped make manager. So. And actually got fired over the situation uh I guess it's been two years now, nearly, since uh, they had their turn. It was August 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 of uh, 15. So, So, a big scandal there when uh, several of the uh, veteran players, including T.J. Shulman, uh, noticed that the chip counts did not match up on the boards. uh, And there was obviously uh, some money missing from the prize pool. And uh, it was reported to the state of Florida. They went into a big, long investigation and uh, penalized the track. Uh, we really haven't seen too many tournaments there. I did see that they were running another $200 event, uh, I guess, this month. So they're finally getting their feet back in the water as yeah, far as well, uh, running tournaments. The young lady, I haven't had a chance to speak to her, but the young lady who's, quote, in charge, uh, Adriana Jimenez, used to also work for me, and uh, Nelson brought her over there. But, uh, you know... Unfortunately, Nelson surrounded himself with a lot of people of questionable character. Yeah, exactly. I tried to warn him about that, but, uh, you know, this is the consequences. Nelson and and his staff and a lot of his staff are very lucky they didn't face criminal charges, to be honest with you. And as a matter of fact, I think the young man that that we're going to be listening to soon kind of mentioned that he was shocked that they I know in an interview yeah. that he did that they were he was shocked that there weren't criminal investigations against him I'm surprised they didn't suspend his license permanently either I, I well he is out of the business Nelson is now I, I, can, I, his, I, I uh, can't see him getting back into this business here uh, you know as far as an administrator and running a poker room he's outstanding at it I don't know how good he is at picking his staff and and then following along with them but uh, you know this is this is a stain on your reputation that kind of follows you throughout the industry probably for the rest of his career, him and Danny. And, and I didn't really like the way that the management of the track handled it either. They kind of looked the other way for till they were forced to confront it. Uh, eventually, they, some heads did roll over there, including Nelson's, a few of his uh, closest uh, uh, accomplices there. But uh, unfortunately, uh, there was a lot of denial going on, and uh, I thought a bad opportunity missed 
for a fact to uh, to assure the public that uh, it was not the kind of thing that they were going to put up with and they would take care of it no, uh, they, rather quickly. They needed to send a very strong and powerful message, and I think they missed that opportunity, to be honest with you. Anyway, in today's world, and I think it's changing now because uh, there's just so much crime and so many uh, innocent people getting shot. Uh, it seems like every day I get up to watch the news in the morning and there's another shooting here in South Florida, uh, you know, a lot of times by people who are just standing by and, and accidentally uh, shot and killed. And, uh, you know, I see people all the time saying, if you see something, say something. And I, they really start to encourage that now. But I think the prevailing attitude a lot of times is, uh, you know, snitches get stitches and uh, some other things that we've heard from, yeah, <laughs> from but, prisons but, but before. When, and but people have, haven't being, done that. But, but, no, but, but remember... <sighs> The, the poker players now are a lot more educated, you know, a lot more savvy as to what they're looking for in these tournaments. And people can't really, you know, um, people really can't pull the wool over their eyes, as the saying goes. You know, you, they, they see how many people are in there. Even in the free roll, I'll give you an example of this, Dave. Even in the free roll at Dania, where you're constantly adding chips at it, you know, sometimes at a breakneck speed. We can't keep up with what the chip total is out there. But, you know, to Omar, you know, our poker room manager, Omar Newball's credit, the man has designed it so at the end we know the exact amount of chips. And he's worked out a math problem that has just amazed me to death, being that I'm a math guy, as to how much should be in the prize pool based on the chips that are out there and a formula that he has put together. And I have put this thing to the test week after week after week, and it always comes up within 10 or $15 of what the, of what the total price is, right. which I think is what's helped our, our tournaments go. But players in this free roll are constantly asking us, well, what's the average tip stack? You know, how many players, this, that, and the other. So in the past where you could kind of get away with just – kind of, you know, blowing smoke in their face and coming up with a story. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. Well, let's get to the interview with TJ because uh, he actually uh, was interviewed and there was a story in the Herald and uh, I believe the Sun Sentinel, uh, you know, and people people are like, uh, you know, uh, why did he think on them? And basically, a lot of people, that was only a, a handful of people that said that, because the majority of think, people... Well, why think if they're ripping you off? Well, exactly. And, uh, That's the, not thinking. <laughs> no, and, and the people that want uh, poker to succeed and uh, move forward certainly were happy that he stood up, along with a few others, and talked to people at the state. And uh, we had him on the show here. We talked about it. This was about a year ago, so... Uh, I got a chance to talk. We ran into him uh, up at Palm Beach, and we talked a little bit about uh, that. But also, since then, uh, he had a very emotional uh, ring victory at uh, the circuit event back in November at Palm Beach Kennel Club. His father had passed away, and uh, he really won it for his dad, and it was really a great story. So we sat down and chatted for a little bit. Here's our conversation uh, this weekend up at Palm Beach. Jay Schulman here at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, and it's been... About a year since you were last on the show, and obviously that had to do with the Hylia scandal. And, uh, uh, you know, people lost their jobs there as well they should, and I think that helped straighten out the room a little bit. Any regrets on uh, what you went through with that? No, not at all. I think, uh, you know, there's some repercussions by some other poker scenarios because I did blow the whistle 
just you feel little vibes. People gave you the fink thing or snitch or something. Yeah, something like that yeah. a little bit. But you know, poker has to be protected, yeah. and there's uh, too much nonsense going on. So. Uh, and most of the people I talked to were very positive that yes. someone had the guts to stand up and do something about it and right. and keep the game on the up and up, which is what we all want. Exactly, a hundred percent. I agree. Uh, <clears throat> Have you been back there? No, not at all. <laughs> not my cup. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> You're up here playing at uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club, and uh, I want to get to the ring that you won uh, sure. here in November. But uh, tell me a little about this series. Uh, I know you had a fairly deep run in Event One. Yes. Uh, you said you just finished playing the Seniors Tournament here, and that was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Seniors play a little differently. <laughs> you just figure their regular players just get a little older. Right. But uh, it's all good. It's all about the game. So all you can do is put your chips in good, and whatever happens after that is or, or, as in the cards, as they say. What's the atmosphere, uh, the difference in atmosphere in something like that? Is it a lot more fun? Everybody's kind of uh, enjoying lot, themselves? There's a lot more joking at the table. There's a lot more, okay, you have it, I fold. They believe a lot more. Um, they're very afraid to get their chips in behind if they think they're behind. Okay. But that just happens from you know the aggressiveness of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to make sure they have it. Right. Last November, you won a ring here, event number eight, I guess it was the 580 deep st- uh, double 580. stack. 580, yeah. And uh, tell me a little about that. I, I know you've been grinding around here for years, and uh, was that like a high point of your career? Um, well, it was a smaller event, but obviously winning a ring is, uh, you know, a, a nice scenario uh, to add to the repertoire. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, my dad had passed, and uh, I had dedicated it to him. So, uh I made the final table at the World Series and finished fifth trying to win a bracelet for him. Right, in the tag team, right? Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine, John Gale, and uh, was mine. And uh, it was an exciting run. We both tried to win, obviously. But uh, a little short, but it was a nice run. And had a couple of deep runs this year, so uh, poker's enjoyable. And when you go out to Vegas in the summer, obviously that's something completely different from a circuit event and completely yes. different from a highly a two hundred dollar oh, for sure. high end. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you prefer? I mean, are you obviously shooting uh, for the for the biggest prize possible, or you just like to enjoy yourself? Uh, I play most of the events, you know, on the schedule. Um, I've had a fair amount of success, and you just have to know how to play the shorter stacks. They're not like your traditional deep stacks, like at parks or. Atlantic City or Venetian or someone of that sort. So you you have to know how to manage a 5x small stack. Excuse me, but knowing that the levels are long enough so it all equals out. People are just jamming hands in and splashing around, and it's a it takes talent to to be able to play uh, World Series events. Obviously, you played all over, uh, but you played a lot of tournaments down here in Florida, and it's come a long way in the last five, six years. Obviously, the Hard Rock really a top-notch uh, uh, event several times a year. Uh, yeah, they now have six events a year, so I-, I just wish everybody could get along a little more, so the events don't overlap, so everybody could eat. You know, I'm not telling anybody what to do or anything of that sort. Um, it would just be nice to be able to know that from this date to this date is one casino, from this date to this date is another casino, and you literally, there's enough people wanting to run tournaments that you literally can go from place to place to place and not have to get on an airplane, and I just wish Florida can get on the page and just have everybody doing it at the same time, I and mean, that would be 
beautiful for Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me get back to this uh, tag team thing. That was something that was new this year. Everybody seemed to really enjoy it. Uh, is it something you'll play every year? Yeah, as long as uh, my buddy John, John is Gale. around. Yeah, right. he'll have me. I'll I'll play with him. And we have fun. We have dinners together. We we spend the whole summer together enjoying our time. And uh, he's one of the greatest guys in poker. People just don't even know who he is. But very talented individual. Um, just hope he gets better, too. Okay. You know? Let me ask you about your patch, PokerGods.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you're uh, repping them in some fashion. Yeah. Tell us about that. Good friend of mine, uh, Dave Summers. Uh, started this uh, apparel company and it's a much higher end than a lot of the other competition that's out there and I don't mean higher end as in material there's just so many choices I mean they have their stuff in camo they have their stuff in plain I mean everybody that likes a different style he's always taking input He's always listening to the players you know what they like some people like hoodies some like zippers like personally I don't like putting a hoodie on over top he came out with a zippered hoodie that you could just put on like a like a jacket and zipper right, up you right. know so is uh, it strictly an apparel company yes okay um, they're doing very very well um, they're expanding and people all over just love their stuff and it's uh, pokergods.com with a z Yes. G-O-D-Z, it finishes off. Yes, so, it is. Uh, great, congratulations. Great good luck yes. with that. Thank you. Uh, future plans. Uh, are you going to play the series this summer? I'll play the series uh, partly, this summer. Part of it? All of it? Um, schedule's still up in the air at the moment. Um, obviously, it's around May. Tag team's the beginning of June this year, so I'll definitely be out there. Okay. Um, last year, I was there for the whole summer, except for like four days, you know, and... Um, it's just enjoyable, even if I'm not playing sometimes and I'm just relaxing. Mm-hmm. I like playing the sit-and-goes, you know, the $500 or $1,000 right, right. sit-and-goes. They're just they're always really, something to do. They're really, really enjoyable <laughs> to play. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck to you. I well, guess thanks, we, I guess you're done for this series, but obviously I'm plenty play of stuff. Afternoon, oh, you are? Okay. okay. <laughs> Got to get some points for the national yeah, championship. So absolutely. Hanging in up there. I, mean, I think I'm in, like, 50th place right okay. now. So top 100, get a seat to the global, so... Good luck with that. We'll, we'll talk to you again soon. You got it. Thanks again. Uh, T.J. Shulman, a uh, nice conversation with him, and uh, we wish him all the best of luck, obviously. Uh, a, guy, a good stand-up guy that, uh, you know, wouldn't uh, tolerate the fact that uh, people were taking that advantage of That he was being cheated. He yeah, was being absolutely. cheated. Not only everybody else, but himself. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing I, I want to go over is the American Poker Awards, so we'll do that in our last segment. But uh, interesting article on uh, Poker News that I was looking at today, written by Paul Seaton, talked about uh, how uh, poker tournaments are booming here. Uh, and as uh, California is still trying to get online poker, and there's been some advancement with a bill there, uh, the live poker just seems to... Uh, to take off, Joe, they obviously have the World Poker Tour, which has always been uh, successful. Uh, the World Series Summer and now the Circuit uh, it's blasting off. But there's a lot of other smaller events that are doing well. The Heartland Poker Tour, uh, Poker Stars Championships now that has kind of replaced the main events of the European Poker Tour. But a lot of stuff uh, set up for this summer. Uh, the tournament that uh, Stacy went to over and played Kasuf at Rosvadov is 8-8 Live. Uh, 888 Live Tour, and that uh, has also uh, been pretty successful around the world. 
Um, you know, and then there's the old standby events like Aussie Millions and, and things like that. Uh, you know, are you, are you hearing a lot about it out there in the regular poker circuit? Well, uh, that about tournaments? Yeah. Well, yeah, here's, here's the mentality that I'm hearing from the people that, that play in these tournaments is the, va- well, the value that they're getting and that they're allowed to play poker, you know, with a minimal risk. Dave, you know, uh, as you well know, you like to play in a lot of these little, you know, tournaments at anywhere from yeah, like, sixty to one hundred and fifty dollars. That's about my, that's about my uh, wheelhouse. You there. know, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, it doesn't take a whole lot to save up for, say, a, a, a like uh, a one fifty, three sixty, even a five hundred dollar tournament, where you know, the pay, the 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 the, the prize at the end of that of that tunnel is is a big payday if you're lucky enough and you run well and you play some well poker. Even if you don't, you know, you may play enough to where you get a min cash. You feel good about yourself. You've played a lot of hours of poker just to get to a min cash. Okay, so they're looking at it as they're getting value for their money. While you could sit down even at a one-two game with five hundred dollars and that money could be gone right. in one hand. And here, you know, yes, you could be eliminated in one hand, but you know, you're you're, you're playing with that mentality of knowing, hey, I I, I got to be careful here. I got to make sure that I'm when I'm pushing my money in the center, uh, you know that. I'm getting paid off, right. you know, and again, everything that I hear from people is, oh, I get to play for a while for these tournaments, and, and I keep hearing that over and over again, so I, I think they look at it as value, entertainment value more so than we're seeing with some of these pros, obviously, that we that we have on our show here. Right. They're not looking at it as they're making a living off of this. They're looking at it as, hey, I can get entertained for whatever amount of hours it is, and at the end of the tournament, who knows, I may, I may take home a few thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, one of the illustrations of this is the Falls View Classic uh, on the WPT up in uh, uh, the Niagara Falls area. Uh, five, excuse me, 454 entries as we go to the dinner break there, and uh, when the dinner break ends, that will be the end of entries. So uh, that's up again another 30 players from last year. There are uh, 320 left in the field, but... Uh, uh, it's been another nice turnout there. And then, of course, people will jet right across the country and play LAPC right after that. Well, you know, I think our economy has a lot to do with this, too. You know, as our economy has gone up a little bit, you know, you've seen the entries uh, increase from the year before. Um, you know, poker's here to stay, Dave, you know, uh, and it's so nice to see that numbers are going up, whether it's 5 10%, 15% from the previous year's uh, entries. You know, that those are positive numbers that the poker industry is real happy to look at. Right, exactly. Uh, and, anyway, and also down here in South Florida, stuff is happening as well. Uh, the uh, battles at the beach, uh, which is always a standard on the schedule at the aisle, uh, just got underway. And then, uh, of course, on, in the middle of March, we'll kick off the... Uh, WPT Seminole Hard Rock Showdown and uh, another great tournament there that a lot of political players are looking forward to playing in that again. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it's never ending over here. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, well, let's hit a break here, and uh, we'll be back uh, shortly on the program to finish things up. We'll talk about American Poker Awards and maybe get to this California bill that just came out again out there for online poker. But uh, let's tell you about our friends at Gulfstream Park, located in Hallandale Beach. As we head to break here, of course, their championship racing season, one of the best you can find anywhere. Uh, 
doing very well as we uh, roll things into the month of March. Uh, they have a big jockey poster signing event uh, this weekend, so that's one of the big things there. Uh, meet, meet some of the jockeys uh, as they sign posters in the breezeway. Uh, also, their breakfast at Gulfstream program where you can uh, come early in the morning on Saturday and bring the family and, and really have a good time. Uh, they also have um, a rainbow pick six that is up to nearly 200000 so if you're a, a better certainly are going to want to look forward to trying out a few things there as well. So all this stuff going on at one of the great places. They had the great uh, Pegasus uh, World Cup that was a huge success over there, and everybody's having a great time and a great winter over at Gulfstream Park. It's located in Hallandale Beach, which is uh, just north of the Dade-Broward uh, line in South Florida. Easy to get to off 95. Just take Hallandale Beach Boulevard and hit uh, Federal Highway. You're right there. You'll see the huge Pegasus statue in the parking lot, 110-foot bronze statue. And uh, you'll have a lot of fun, I guarantee it. Of course, they have the shopping and the dining in the uh, Village of Gulf Street Park out in front. A lot of great things uh, to enjoy yourself over there. They have the slots. They have uh, the poker and also a simulcast of all the horse racing. Uh, pretty much everything you would want to bet on, they have that there as well. So check it out. If you're interested in the poker room, they have nightly tournaments at 7 p.m. And uh, still having a lot of success with that. they got giveaways as far as high hands. Uh, you can check the whole schedule and check with the brushes there, and they'll give you all the information. Just give them a ring at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. If you want to head over there, uh, this weekend would be a perfect time. The weather's supposed to be beautiful here in South Florida. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach. It's Gulfstream Park. Welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. 
Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back. Love being on the show because it usually meant that we did something absolutely amazing. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com. Final segment of the program, Big Dave and Joe here, another edition of the show. And uh, I did want to mention a couple of things here. Uh, last year, remember, the American Poker Awards uh, was tied in with the, uh, the first ever GPL draft, the Global Poker League. And there's been no mention of any kind of draft, any kind of season. So uh, I'm really wondering. I looked on their website. There's no mention of the 2017 season. Uh, who knows if they're going to survive? Well, listen, I don't know what their ratings were. I mean, what you know, what kind of success, money-wise. I mean, obviously they admitted to having some mistakes, and um, you know, I would imagine, I guess, with the player's schedule. I mean, I've given my suggestion on this show on how to tweak that thing, in my opinion, to make it, you know, to make it something that. People would must want you know really want to tune in to see it, and I don't know I don't know if they can get that because you need to have the commitment from these players, you know that you want to see the top players facing each other week in and week out for 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 each team, not just you know I know these are great poker players, don't get me wrong, but you know the, the casual poker fan is the ones that you're trying to capture and try to create an audience with. And they want to see the top people play. Each yeah, other. for sure. Uh, but the American Poker Awards is a brainchild of uh, Alexander Dreyfus and owned by the Global Poker Index. So uh, kind of wondering, uh, you know, the lack of any announcement of any kind of season, uh, I guess, will may come out of there tomorrow night as they have the uh, third annual GPI American Poker Awards. It's at the Sofitel Hotel in Beverly Hills in Los Angeles area. And uh could be a big night for Mike Sexton to be honored by uh, people who love him in this poker world. I mean, obviously, he won his uh, his uh, WPT title at Montreal back in November and also came out with a book that was released last year, Life's a Gamble. So he's up for three different awards. Also, uh, Ari Engel, who I talked with briefly at uh, Palm Beach last week, he is up for two awards. And so is Maurice Hawkins. So uh, I don't know if Maurice will be making the trip out to Beverly Hills or not, but uh, hopefully he'll pick up an award as well. Uh, Lance Bradley, the uh, president and editor-in-chief of Pocket Fives, also nominated in two of the media categories. So uh, a lot of the big names, Jason Mercier, David Peters, up for awards this year. I don't want to run down every single one, but I did want to mention uh, uh, the ones that affect locals here. Jason Mercier is up for his uh, one-week heater that he had last summer out there at the uh, World Series of Poker against Griffin Benger, uh, David Peters, and Mike Sexton. That's for Moment of the Year. Uh, Engel and Hawkins are up for Breakout Performer of the Year, along with Ankush Mandavi and Sam Sovereil. Uh The Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, uh, the big $5 million tournament, and uh, tied in with their big four and uh, really an enjoyable thing, is up for Event of the Year against the Super High Roller Bowl the main event of the WSOP and the Five Diamond Classic on the WPT. And uh, Tony Burns up for uh, tournament uh, for Industry Person of the Year, the tournament director over there at the Seminole Hard Rock against Jack Effel, as I mentioned, and Matt Savage. Also, uh, Sean McCormick, 
the director of poker operations at the Aria, is up for that award. Uh, interesting uh, Media of the Year category with Lance Bradley uh, going against Sarah Herring, uh, Joe Stapleton, and David Tuckman, who are uh, some of the top commentators in the world. Sarah, of course, does the interviews on Poker News and uh, for a lot of different outlets. Joe Stapleton, the kind of the comedian slash color commentator for a lot of the events, and David Tuckman, who does a great job on all the uh, uh, live streams from the World Series of Poker and several of other events each year. So. Looking forward to some of that stuff. Uh, we didn't get nominated for Podcast of the Year. That's a big ripoff, I know. But uh, Full Contact Poker, Poker Life Podcast, the Poker News Podcast, and the 2 Plus 2 Podcast are up for that to get an award. And uh, that's the main ones of people that you're uh, familiar with. Uh, there was a great story, the media content of the year, and I, I hope this one wins. Uh, uh, nothing against Mike Sexton, but uh, the great story that Lance Bradley wrote uh, about uh, the fellow who bought in for his good friend who was dying of cancer and bought him into the main event. It's called Bob Charlie and a Life-Changing WSOP Main Event Journey. Uh, and that is up for the award. Also, Stu, Lung- Stu Unger's Last Chance Gone Wrong and some of the Twitch coverage by Jason Somerville on uh, the Aussie Millions is up for media content of the year. So we'll run down some of the results next week, of course, when we find out what happens. Hopefully we'll get Tony on the show. We hope Tony uh, picks up a trophy or the Seminole Hard Rock. They're up for uh, basically two awards. So uh, we'll look forward to that as well. Well, like we said earlier in the show, good luck to Tony and the Hard Rock. Hopefully they'll bring the hardware home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, the last thing I want to mention is uh, the new bill that was introduced uh, out in California. And we always talk about California because it kind of like is that tipping point for online poker. If we can get a huge state with so many people that play poker out there, if they can solve their problems, we obviously have the the, uh, the tracks and the paramutuals. You have a couple of different uh, sects of uh, uh, Indian tribes, uh, really two competing sects, uh, S-E-C-T-S. <laughs> Gio's looking at me over there. <laughs> but uh, certainly there's uh, been a lot of uh, discussion, and a lot of it centers around whether poker stars should be allowed back in that market or they should be banned uh, with by, by some sort of bad actor clause that they would come out with a bill. Well, they've, they've gotten away from a couple of things. They've kind of... Uh, uh, relaxed the uh, the paramutual industry by offering them a $60 million subsidy that would come out of online poker revenues. So that would take away some of their uh, opposition. Uh, and the new bill has come out uh, from uh, Reginald so- Jones-Sawyer. Reginald Jones-Sawyer, it's uh, Bill 1677, came out last Friday. And we'll see what happens. Uh, There's also the assembly bill by Adam Gray that uh, works through some of those issues as well. And we'll kind of find out what happens this year. Uh, uh, Gray's initial bill uh, said there should either be a one-time fee of $20 million or a five-year ban for uh, poker stars. And uh, kind of dropped the $20 million part, and the five-year ban is, is might still be in there. But Steve Ruddick, who's been on this show many times from Online Poker Report, mentioned that the new bill does not have any language that would prevent poker stars from applying for a license and kind of leaving it up to the regulators to decide whether they should be uh, involved in that or not. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, it's a whole different uh, group of people that are... Uh, um, you know, running poker stars, and, and you know, who knows if uh, they should be included or not. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. My thoughts on that are the reason that so many people want poker stars is because 
their software obviously you know they've 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 had great software for many years running their game plus they took over the full tilt software um you know not being able to have played on on their site now for what five years um i would just imagine you know that people want them because they're the biggest party poker i'm sure has already gotten its foot in the door down here but you know for people like myself i can't play on party poker like i used to before they decided to voluntarily leave over 10 years ago so i know what poker stars had what full tilt had and you know being that i still play a little bit online it's just you know night and day yeah to be honest with you dave it's night and day to the the tools that were you were offered you know when you were playing on poker stars and full tilt and now that they're you know they're combined you're getting the best of, of both of them. Um, make them pay a price, you know. But uh, in essence, I, I think the American public and the, and the poker players in general, you know, will would prefer to play on on party poker. I mean, on uh, poker stars. Excuse me. Well, I think this is the tenth year in a row that they've tried to get online uh, poker passed out in California, and they just can't seem to get over the hump as far as uh, arguments in the industry. Uh, they'll try again this year, but uh, obviously it's an uphill climb. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Well, listen, I, uh, as long as they're trying to see how they can break this up between all the different Indian casinos and the paramutuals that have stuff out there, um, I, I, I don't see how this is going to pass. Yeah. I mean, I've seen how the, how the people here in the state of Florida have worked, and you know, it's. It, it's taken us 20 years to get to where we are now from a quarter 50 cents because, you know, the the idiots up, uh, you know, that run the state can't seem to get their heads together as to how, how to get this uh, done. And I would imagine we'll go through the same problems if... Uh, the right. state of Florida is looking to put online gambling Yeah, well, here. whether it's online or even just the uh, the compact with the uh, Seminole Tribe, you know, it's just it can't seem to get anything done. But we should be hearing something about that this year soon. I think something uh, has got to happen there shortly. Let's hope so. You know, I just I don't have any faith after all the years of dealing with these yeah, people. Exactly. Anyway, that's going to do it for the program. I talked to Stacy Madison, by the way, and she's going to join us next week uh, back in town from the Czech Republic after her heads-up match, the grudge match with uh, William Kasu. It wasn't such a grudge match. I obviously got along well, and uh, Stacy took it in two straight. And, uh, you know, not a lot on the line outside of bragging rights and uh, some uh, really some payback, and it was great in that regard. I think she got a trophy and $1,000, but uh, it was kind of an interesting well, uh, live stream from what I hear. I'm so happy for Stacy that she took him down and took him down in two straight, but, uh, you know. William, at the moment, still has the last laugh. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Anyway, we'll hear from Stacy next week. She should be coming in the studio, and we'll have some fun. We took a couple of our great programs that we had on last year, and she's always great to uh, to talk to and, and be around. She's a, a she great, she's pretty girl, and uh, a lot, you know, whether uh, looks are, are anything that people judge by certainly isn't uh, the big thing because she, you've worked with her for many years and she's a great person. She and I'm telling you, she has not changed. <laughs> she is a beautiful woman. Uh, she was a beautiful young girl and now she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, so. absolutely, and uh, great, and, great businesswoman by the and way. And as yes, well. very smart, very smart, very talented. Uh, 
I'm so happy for Stacy. Anyway, we look forward to talking with her next week on the program. That's going to do it. Uh, Gio, thank you for everything as usual. A little bit extra stuff tonight. And uh, certainly our thanks to our two interviewees, uh, Solomon Ponte and T.J. Schulman, for uh, taking the time to talk to me this weekend. Joe, thank you as well. And, uh, and we'll be back with more on the program next week. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you next week here on the program. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 